Welcome to the Irish Nurses in the NHS podcast series. Twenty twenty three marks the seventy fifth anniversary of Britain's National Health Service. Since its establishment in nineteen forty eight, there was a huge demand for nurses as it was being rolled out across the country, particularly in the nineteen fifties. Hello, my name is Louise Ryan and I'm a professor at London Metropolitan University. I've been researching Irish migrants here in Britain for over 20 years now. I'm fascinated to understand more about the stories of Irish people who came to work in Britain over the decades. In this project, we're focusing on Irish nurses who were recruited to work and train in Britain's National Health Service. I'm very excited to be working on this project and I'm really looking forward to this series of podcasts. Hello, I'm Gronia MacPolan. I'm a radio producer and I'm a former nurse. I trained as a nurse in Ireland in the 1980s and when we finished our training we were told there would be no jobs for us at home. I then followed in the footsteps of the thousands of other Irish girls who answered the call put out by Britain's National Health Service. I spent the first 16 years of my nursing career working in the London NHS hospitals. I'm very grateful for the opportunity to be able to tell the untold stories of how the Irish nurses were a central pillar in Britain's National Health Service. In this podcast series, we're meeting some of the women who talk about how they were recruited by the NHS to nurse training in Britain and what it was like to leave Ireland at such a young age. We were so naive. I think we all thought nursing in London was so romantic. standing there he said how you get into we don't know he said come on I'll take you so that was pure luck. The active recruitment campaign launched by the National Health Service in Ireland attracted thousands of young Irish women with the offer of free training accommodation and the chance to earn a wage during their nurse training. Do you want to come to London? Well yes of course. If you're going to do this nursing and you want to go, you have to come with me now. And the lady in the B&B rang the police and thought we'd run away from home. In this first episode, we meet five of these women who left Ireland to join the NHS as nurses. We were just small farmers. This is Noreen from West Cork. Like many of her peers of the time, she came from a large family. I'm one of seven children. Um... The only sort of places for jobs around were the pubs, who sold the groceries as well. And there was creameries where, you know, the farmers took their milk and things to be sorted out and taken to the city. I was the first girl, um, you know, having had three brothers um, older than me. It was decided I was going to go to the convent school for secondary education. You know, I had a high Nelly bicycle, and there was a high Nelly bicycle, uh, and I cycled seven miles to school every morning and seven miles back every day, and I did that for five years till rain um, or shine. Rain or shine. If you got a puncture, 
you came home, you turned your bicycle upside down, and you mended yourself, because that's how life was like. There was no cars, we had no phones, there was nothing. Then, even though I say so myself, I did quite well in my leaving certificate. It was difficult to get into nursing in Ireland in those days. It was something of a closed shop in contrast to Britain. It was expensive to train as a nurse. You had to pay for the uniform and accommodation and you wouldn't get paid. But in Ireland, you could never get in to training in Ireland unless you knew somebody already. There was very much a thing... um, well, it's a bit like nepotism, really, isn't it, I suppose? You know, you either had to know somebody or your father knew somebody or something. You did, you, life wasn't easy when you were away out the country bumpkin. So all I can remember is my mother taking me on the train to Dublin to be interviewed by a matron who was a nun for a Catholic hospital in Surrey and to be interviewed for nursing. Anyway, I was successful. While Noreen was embarking on a whole new way of life in Britain, she found herself training in the familiar surroundings of a Catholic training school. The hospital was run by the nuns, but they also had two other hospitals. But you started off in preliminary training school, and you did six months of your training there, because that's how they manned those hospitals. The hospital ensured that Noreen didn't have to travel on her own. There would be two other girls taking the same journey. The matrons gave me two names, and they were both from the city, Cork, who were coming from the same school of nursing, which was the February 1961, it would be. There were three intakes a year, I think it was. The hospital must have paid for the tickets. All I know is I met these two girls, other girls who I'd never met before, in Cork, and we were coming across on the Innes Fallon, which was the boat from Cork into Fishgar, probably. Yes, it still is Fishgar now. So these other two girls and myself, we sat on our suitcases on the Innes Fallon. I can remember the water spraying up on us. I can remember that. Maybe I looked at it as an adventure because I'd never been anywhere. I just can't remember being terribly sad. How we ever got there safely, I don't know. I can remember seeing escalators. We obviously had to travel into London or somewhere, probably. And we didn't know what to do with the escalators. We'd ask somebody, but do we sit down? I can remember asking. We just didn't know. We were so naive. I just don't understand when I talk about it now and how people worry. I know there were safer, you know, there were safer times, but I just can't remember you know, being terribly anxious. Noreen arrived to the hospital where she would call home for the next three years. So we arrived, but then you have to write a letter to your mother to say you arrived safely, but she got about a week later. And you were 18 years old, leaving Ireland for the first time. We had no telephones or nothing. Absolutely nothing. And, um, And that was how it all started. Nursing in London, we had this vision that wasn't wasn't really what we thought. Anne is from Tipperary in the Midlands of Ireland. She's the youngest of a family of 12. Well, I think going to school, when I was going to school in Ireland, um, the jobs to go for then. I mean, when I say when I was school, girls normally were deemed sent to university. They went into nursing, teaching, banking. 
or to become a nun or a priest. They were the prestigious jobs. And that's what the nuns, I think, jumped into was, you know, these careers, really. And, um, yeah, so that's why I thought, of, first of all, I thought I was going to be a nun for a while. <laughs> and uh, so then, yeah, I just thought of nursing. I had older sisters being, being nurses as well. Career choices for young girls leaving school in Ireland during the second half of the 20th century was often limited. When I decided to do nursing, I was about 19. And then, too, I made inquiries to train in Dublin, but you had to wait about eight years, because nursing in Ireland then was so, so popular. And like, to be a nurse, to say, or doctor then, you were sort of highly looked up to, really. Right? You know, totally different today. Um, so I couldn't wait that long. Um, so that's why the London hospitals were advertising in the Irish papers. So my sister-in-law one day said to me, and you sit down, let's go, let's apply these hospitals, these, you know, these adverts. So I applied. Rather than wait several years to get an interview for nurse training in Ireland, Anne was offered a nurse training place in London within days of applying to an advertisement in the Irish newspapers. It was the one that happened to be on the paper <laughs> that particular day. Um, so, yeah, I got in. And because I applied, I think, they had, they had been over to Ireland to interview. Um, because I applied a bit late, I wasn't even interviewed. <laughs> so they just took me in. Like Noreen, the hospital made sure Anne was not alone in her journey. It seemed to be a common practice for the NHS to make sure the Irish nurses settled in easily. And it was quite interesting, really, because they set you up with somebody else who would fly in from the airport, which was Cork Airport, and I never met her before, but they put you together, she's come. So yeah, so I came over to, my brother lived in Harrow, and uh, I think we all thought nursing in London was so romantic, it was got this wonderful ideal. Her memory of arriving at the hospital that day, back in 1972, has never left her. And my brother took us, took us both to the London hospital the next day, and the shock, the, this concrete building, it really was shock. Um, and he wasn't even allowed in with us, he wasn't allowed up to my room. Even though he was my brother, he wasn't allowed, they're very strict. I think I've always wanted to be a nurse. Rosemary's from Longford in Ireland. The desire to be a nurse came naturally to her from early childhood. I think it probably came into the picture when I was at primary school, because if another child fell over in the playground or something, I was the one always to soothe them and actually make them feel better. And I came from a bigger family as well, I came from a family of 11. And I was the third eldest, and there was eight younger children in the family. So I was, I was, I was quite used to nursing and looking after children. So I think it was a natural progression to go into nursing and, and make nursing a career. The difficulty getting into nurse training in Ireland only made her more determined than ever to become a nurse. The NHS put out a call and she answered it. I actually applied to a couple of places in Ireland, but I found that they were very oversubscribed and it was actually quite hard to get into nursing in Ireland. And I think the reason was there were very big families and there was never really a shortage of people to go into nursing. So there was advertisements for nurses here in in the UK and I applied to a few places and, uh, um, yeah, got accepted. When Rosemary and her friend arrived in Swansea from Cork, they chose to stay in a B&B before heading to the hospital where they would begin their training. But the receptionist at the B&B called the police because she thought that they were children who had run away from home. We went from Cork to Swansea and we actually got off the boat in Swansea. We were meant to get a train down to London and then go to the hospital. We decided we'd get off and explore. 
So we'd got a and b and the lady in the B&B rang the police and thought we'd run away from home because we obviously looked quite young. We were just 18. I mean, we didn't think at the time. We thought we were well able to look after ourselves and, and quite confident, and yes. And we were well put out that somebody should have called the police and thought we'd run away from home. And did the police turn up? <laughs> police turned up, and luckily we had paperwork to show, yes, that we were actually going on getting the train the following day and we were going down to hospital via London obviously. The two girls were on an adventure but they nearly ended up back home before they even started their nurse training. They obviously gave us a talking to as well because they obviously thought that we were a bit young to be <laughs> out on our own I suppose or, or travelling on our own. in town with my friend. For Geraldine, a Cork City native, it all started with a poster. And in the Metropole Hotel, there was um, a sign that said, do you want to come to London? Well, yes, of course. <laughs> um, have you got the leaving cert? Yes. Uh, come in for an informal thing. When Geraldine saw that sign on the front of the hotel in Cork that day, back in 1972, she made up her mind there and then that she was going to London to be a nurse. So we went in and she was uh, the head nurse at the hospital. And uh, so she sold it to us, but we were already, you know, we just thought, because there was nothing in Cork. And I came home and said to my mother, I'm going to be a nurse. Oh, I'm so proud. She said, are you, are you going to St Finbar's? And I said, no, I'm going to London. Oh, she wasn't very happy, but in the end, anyway, she relented. And that's how we made the, um, the steps to come here. Geraldine had no plans to become a nurse. Even though I had worked at the hospital, as, um, what do they call them in those years, like an orderly type thing during my holidays, when I was on holidays from school, secondary school. So I kind of had a rough idea what it was about, you know, so, um, but I, I, I didn't know what to do either. That was, I know nothing else. So when we saw that board there, the A board, we thought, this is for us. Yeah, that's exactly how it happened. They say the best made plans are no plans at all. And that was the plan when Geraldine and her friend arrived in London to begin their nursing career. So we arrived at Heathrow. We, we made no plans because we thought we were going to London. So we arrived at Heathrow. And then we thought, how are we going to get to the hospital? But there was a priest picking up his niece who came off the flight. And we were standing there. He said, how are you getting to London? We don't know. He said, come on, I'll take you. So that was pure luck. And as we drove up High Street, we got up, the hospital was on the right, but on the left was three big, there were council flats, but they were very impressive, high rise, three of them, and we thought, oh, and there were three hospitals, and we thought, oh, that must be the hospital, and then the taxi turned right, and we went in, with, oh my God, it looked like Hogwarts. Anyway, we thought we were there then, so um, we went in and got our rooms and then we had the chat, you know, it must be in at night and no men allowed in and all that kind of stuff. And then we all, we made friends, we all went out and we had a Kentucky fried chicken. <laughs> and that's, that was the start of my career in London. This is my 69th year. So I'm going on seventy. Don't look at Keep the lighting as it is. Thank you. Amazing. Helps. But anyway, Lorna left Sligo for London in 1972, the same year as Geraldine. There was ten in my family, so I was the middle child. There was five boys and five girls, and my parents were both Sligo people. 
Nursing wasn't high up on her list of career choices. She had other aspirations to join on Garda Síochána, the Irish police. I never wanted to be a nurse. Even my mother, you know, even though she had nine of us and so many, she actually got a book on careers, would you believe it? She was very intelligent herself and so was my father, but they didn't get the opportunity, like a lot of parents didn't. So, But anyway, I looked through my mother's book and I was looking at Bangarda, you know, the policewoman, yes. which I would have liked. Um, I can't remember what else, but that sticks in my mind. Although she had not previously thought about becoming a nurse, the idea became more real when her friend suggested that they both apply. How it happened that I came to do nursing was one of my best friends brought the Independent or one of the national papers into school one day and she saw an ad for trainee nurses in London and she said, oh, I want to go and do my nursing, I want you to come with me, let's apply and whatever. And so I said, OK, you know, I thought I went along with it, not really intending to take it up. Anyway, um, we got called, of course, and... Um, so anyway, of course, she changed her mind. Even though her friend had pulled out, Lorna had to make a decision to stay or to go. There was a nurse training place awaiting for her in Britain's National Health Service. So I was going to change my mind, but as it happened, it was around Christmas time and my brother was home from London for Christmas. I had two brothers living in London, my older brother James and my second older brother Joe. And so he came home for Christmas and I was dithering. I'd already applied and got in the end of January was when I should start. So I was dithering and dithering and he said to me, OK, he said, if you're going to do this nursing and you want to go, you have to come with me now, you know, so I wouldn't go on my own and I would go with him. So that was kind of an ultimatum take, you know, so anyway, I thought, oh, OK, I'll go. But I can always change my mind. I'll go and do other things. We left on the 31st of December, 71, uh, I came over on the boat with him. <laughs> when I tell people I come on the boat now, they're like, you know, that was like, not just one century ago, like many centuries ago, <laughs> you came on the boat. And when I joke, I really did come on the boat. And I got here in like January the 1st, 72. So yeah. I always tell people it took me a whole year to find my way here. <laughs> that's a bit silly. But anyway, that's when I came, the 1st of Jan, yeah. 72. So I was 18. Thanks for tuning in to the Irish Nurses in the NHS podcast series. In the next episode of the Irish Nurses in the NHS podcast series, we will hear the women's stories about what it was like to become a nurse. We would like to thank the nurses who contributed to the making of the Irish Nurses in the NHS podcast series. The Irish Nurses in the NHS podcast series is brought to you in association with the London Irish Centre, the Irish Government through the Irish Abroad Unit at the Department of Foreign Affairs and London Metropolitan University.